Hi friends, I'm Molly, your host today, and thanks for listening to Relief from Darkness, where we're having conversations with people who have walked out of various mental health issues and into freedom. Today, we'll be hearing from Hannah and her battle with nightmares. Hannah is a leadership school graduate from the LA Dream Center and was a former missionary staff volunteer with No Boundaries International. She has since transitioned to Texas to live out the next chapter of her life. Hi friends, I'm Molly, and we're here today with our Relief from Darkness crew, where we're going to be just kind of continuing the conversation and really exploring how we can truly be free from the many aspects of mental illness, like anything ranging from complex trauma to anxiety to depression, and really anything in between. Because remember, if you change your brain, you change your life. So for this session, we're going to be hearing from Hannah and her experience with nightmares. So she'll be joining us along with our very own brain geek, Dr. Lori Basie, who will help us understand some of the basics of neuroscience. And then we have our friend Carly with us, and really just because she's really great at questions and really (laughs) keeps the ball rolling. So with that, I'm going to hand it over to Carly. Can you just tell us a little bit about like what nightmares even are? Yes. Thanks, Malls. So I think several of us would probably experience nightmares. Sometimes they can be a one-night thing or they can happen chronically. But short end of the stick, they're frightening dreams, usually during our REM sleep. They don't typically have causes that are due to underlying diseases, so they can sometimes come from watching a scary movie or a medication that had a side effect, and also if you've experienced trauma. So with that being said, we're going to toss it to Hannah, and she's going to tell us about her experiences with nightmares. Yeah, so um, I think for me, uh, I have had nightmares from, I mean, the longest time that I can remember. I from I can remember as a child, like I always had to sleep with my parents, always had, I slept with my parents until a very old age. I'm almost, <laughs> I'm almost uh, kind of sad to admit that. But I think it's just because I was I was always so scared. I was always tormented at night. And so um, never finding relief, even in even in my 20s, I'm still in my early 20s. And still I had uh, a lot of trouble with sleeping and I wouldn't sleep at all. I'd get maybe um, around like two to four hours of sleep mm-hmm. a night because wow. I was so terrified of going to bed. Mm. Yeah. So During that season of your life, how did it affect your relationships with people, your relationships with the Lord? What did that look like for you, just walking through day-to-day things? Um, I think it almost made me more irritable because I wasn't sleeping so much. And I wasn't, since I wasn't sleeping enough, um, I think I made a lot of rash decisions a lot of times. Mm. And I could blame it on, oh, I'm in my 20s. No, I I really wasn't sleeping enough and... and, um, developing that that time to think and sleep and rest uh for for people um i think it put a little stress on my relationships because i would have an unsaid expectation of hey i'm a really good co-sleeper i would love for you to sleep over some nights so i could have a good night rest i think when someone sleep next to me i feel i feel safer mm-hmm. um but just a lot of unsaid expectations being met so i think a lot of um tension between that um and i think with the lord i didn't fully trust him in that just yet to to release him and or to invite him into my sleep i think i had a skewed view of what bringing jesus into 
uh, nightmares looked like. I was like, oh yeah, if I, I should be a good Christian if I just invite Jesus into my nightmares and that should be good enough, right? I, that's what the Bible says to do. And I, and I had somebody actually stop me in that and they were like, that's not right at all. You're supposed to, we're, we, we have Jesus with skin on, which is people, your community around you. And so I actually had somebody pull me in close and say, Hey, it was my roommate at the time that I, when I was living in LA and she said, Hey, I know you have trouble sleeping. I would love for you to crawl into my bed at night whenever you're having trouble. Like it won't frighten me. You're not a burden. Mm-hmm. I am here to be Jesus with skin on for you. And it mm-hmm. really touched my heart. Cause I never, I'd never had somebody pull me in close like that. And so, um, it helped me find Jesus in a whole new way of, wow, we need community as well to surround us with Jesus as well. And so I think that touched my heart the most in it. Mm. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Yes. What was your nap life like? Like, was it affecting naps also, or did you nap at all? I did not nap at all. I actually didn't learn how to nap. I had to learn how to nap. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> I uh, had a counselor. I still am getting counseling. And so she would actually challenge me to take a nap. And I would look at her and go, I am not going to try and do that. I hate sleep. I hate sleep. I would tell her I hate sleep. And wow. I really convinced myself that I hated sleep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I love sleep dearly. <laughs> yeah. I just don't get any. Mm-hmm. And so um, that was – I would maybe I, – I started off napping with uh, – for maybe five minutes or even just laying on the couch and trying to settle down. I think the settling down at night took me a really, really Mm -hmm. long time. It would take me about an hour or so to settle down before I was even, my mind was ready to rest at night. Yeah. And so my nap life now is great. (laughs) Before (laughs) it was not, it was maybe, maybe 10 minutes every blue moon. Yeah. Yeah. So Dr. Basie, I just was wondering if you could just come in and give us a good old-fashioned brain dump. (laughs) Absolutely, Molly. But this podcast sounds like a real nightmare. (laughs) I can't. Enough enough with the jokes. Ouch. So let me me just tell you a little bit about the processes that we've been going through. So we're talking about CPR. And so what are the CPRs of nightmares? And I love what Hannah already talked about that somebody's connected with her. If we notice people aren't sleeping and if they have a little bit of strange behavior and it's just not the norm, then we need to connect with them. And a lot of times the reason behind that behavior won't make us angry when we really truly find out what's going on. It'll actually break our heart. And people that are wounded at the hands of others or people that have experienced horror or trauma or all of us have experienced hard things, we need to be healed from being connected in a community. And the psychoeducation of nightmares or just sleep, I'd really rather start with sleep. I want to talk just for a second about self-care. It's critical that we take care of ourselves. So not only do we need exercise and nutrition, but we also need sleep. We need good quality sleep, seven, eight, nine hours of sleep where we have quality sleep, where we experience a REM cycle. And it's actually during this time that it's said that our brain takes out the trash. And so we're able to process through all of the things and the chemicals. And and if we think about self-care, I love to work with people and talk about, so what were you doing before you went to sleep? And so if we think about the blue light, or if we think about caffeine consumption, or if we think about 
then and as we get in these podcasts, we can actually activate our warning light in our brain, so to speak. That's called what I refer to affectionately as a amygdala and what Molly refers to as the Amalama ding dong. And so if we sit and worry and get ourselves <laughs> all stirred up and we're not able to actually turn off and go to sleep and get good quality sleep and take out the trash in our brain, if we've had all of this input, then actually we can have horrible things that happen and not only affect our, our relationships and our performance and our daily activities, but we can also become psychotic. So this is just kind of a a non-negotiable. And so I just want to encourage everybody to think about what you're doing with self-care. What are you watching? What's going into your brain? What are you doing when you're trying to rest? Are you thinking about things and getting yourself stirred up? Are there things from the past that start coming up while we're sleeping? That's just a beautiful invitation that Jesus is going to invite you into healing and that he starts to bring those things up because when he brings things up, then he's ready for us to heal through those. And so these are all really, really good questions that we can think about. And then one of my favorite activities is I get parents that bring kids to me all the time and say, little Johnny and little Susie, they're having nightmares. And can you just take care of this? And so I actually have them draw the nightmare while they're awake in a safe environment as they feel safe. And then my favorite activity then is for them to process what's going on in that picture and then insert Jesus or the Jesus narrative into that picture. That's so terrifying. And so I think there's just lots of really good things to remember, but we really do have to take responsibility for our self-care and our sleep hygiene. Yeah. So Hannah, then going back to what Dr. Lori talked about, Um, Did you do any of that? Like, have you drawn or how did Jesus meet you in it? Um, I actually did draw. I drew a little bit. um, But I I think what I want to touch on for her is where she said, is Jesus trying to get your attention through your nightmares? And definitely Mm -hmm. that is what propelled me into counseling because I was like, I am not understanding. I had a mentor at the time Mm -hmm. where I was just like, I, I mean, she was trying to walk me through this and I just couldn't get, I just couldn't understand. I couldn't tie the two together of why my nightmares are coming up. And that, that, um, you know, had to go hand in hand with my spiritual health. And so I just Mm -hmm. didn't know how those two connected. And so with counseling, um, I think it was really cool. Uh, she had me get, she gave me like pro, she was a faith-based counselor. Mm -hmm. Um, and she gave me a lot of proactive things to do and, and how Jesus met me in it was to write a psalm to get that creative part of my brain to actually like express what's going on in that mm. deep sorrowful part of my heart of what is Jesus trying to get my attention of. And it was a lot of trauma that I actually had in my childhood since I've had trouble sleeping in the mm. past. It was this deep thing at night where I was just so scared of someone coming in to hurt me or something, you know, something going yeah. to happen. And so she gave me a lot of proactive tools to uh, speak scripture of myself, bring people in close, and really mm-hmm. just gear up for battle, essentially, because if the enemy, if, that, if that's the way that he's going to attack me is in my sleep, then like, hey, I got to get ready for, I got to get ready for battle at night. And so, yeah. and trust mm-hmm. Jesus in that. Wow. That's really beautiful. Could you read us or recall parts of the psalm that you wrote? Uh, yes. Um, I have it right here. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, it is, it is a little, uh, vulnerable. I will say this. So I'm just going to put that out there. So 
don't find me on Instagram or anything (laughs) (laughs) and look at my face. Um, But it says, Lord, my heart cries out to you. I feel enslaved to my trauma. That's so uh, that as soon as night falls, I will be engulfed by the torture. It reminds me. It tells me lies. I'm too impure. I'm, I'm too broken. It makes me think that I will be a slave all my life. My heart, my soul can't be loved. I won't, I will never find rest. Lord, when will I find rest? My heart is so heavy. Father, I need your hands to carry it, me, cure me of my sickness for sin, purify me, rescue me from my enemy's hands, protect me. Father, you know my pain. When will it stop? When does healing come? Lord, hear me. Never, for, Don't forget me. You've heard my cries before. You've led me out of famine, and I know you'll do it again. Restore me. Make the enemy regret the day that he ever tried to silence me. For I know your power. Remind me of who you are and who you say I am. Um, Father, I can't breathe. Let your truth bring a fresh breath. Shine your light on my imperfections. Expose my lies, thoughts, and habits. Replace the truth. Replace with uh, replace my uh, thoughts, habits, and replace them with truth. I know my God, and you won't leave me or forsake me. And so that mm-hmm. was at the beginning of where I felt really alone in my nightmares. And I think with that, I I could see that and like I could feel my pain. I could feel my heavy heart and I could Mm -hmm. finally have uh, a place to write it down and then have people sit with me in and understand what how the deep of my heart is crying out at night. Yeah. Thank you so much for reading that. I think it was. Yeah, that was beautiful beautiful. and Mm -hmm. powerful. Um, Quick question for Dr. Lori. So why is it that this like that it works better to have the drawings or it works better to have some sort of poetry aspect. When stuff starts to pop up, it usually comes in the form of feelings or a sensory experience. And we don't have a narrative or we don't have a cognitive framework to actually describe that thing. And so if we just sit, if we would sit uh, Hannah down and just ask her, so tell me why you're having nightmares, what's going on and what do you need to do to stop it? If she cognitively knew, she'd be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And so because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the area uh, that that's the last to develop and that's not the area that we experience trauma. So it's going to be critical that we actually access the middle part of the brain where the traumatic memory and the sensations and all of our senses are stored. And the way that you access that is not trying to figure out cognitively what's happening or get a rational explanation of it. It's actually to access that creative part, like what she did in writing or Mm -hmm. what you would access in drawing. And it's the limbic system or the middle part of the brain. And then once you get in touch with it, with that creative access, then you can cognitively move it from the sensory level or the middle part of your brain to the upper part of your brain and get a cognitive narrative of it that makes sense so that you can file it in the past. And then it doesn't have permission to just invade your space at any time that it wants it to. Okay. Wow. That was quite the brain dump. (laughs) That that was good. That was really good. I think it's so easy to write off songs or drawing as this is just my emotional side, but really it's a beautiful outcry Mm -hmm. of parts of us that we sometimes don't even know are there. Right. Or this just this beautiful picture. We can't just bank away the pain, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think a lot of times that's what we're met with is just we're trying to manage it and we're trying to figure it all out when it looks like the way that he's designed us is at that experiential level. It's mm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, Hannah, what 
now? What does your life look like now with nightmares since you've had counseling and you're still being counseled? What are some specific ways that you've been walking in freedom? Um, well, I sleep about eight hours now. <laughs> and so if I don't actually sleep eight hours, I'm actually super grumpy. It's crazy. It's like a, a weird experience. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, this is how normal people used to feel. Um, so it's really cool to like get find rest. I think it, it, at the beginning, it was really hard to even want to tr- like my body wasn't used to that, but to mm-hmm. retrain it and to truly find rest in the Lord and saying, um, I spoke Psalm 91 over myself. I had my my best friend at the time we were living together, she spoke uh, Psalm 91 over myself. We'd worship at night um, or she'd even come and, you know, spend the night sometimes. Like some nights were better than others. But mm-hmm. now, like I'm sleeping. Um, I I found Jesus in the midst of that nightmare and mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever torment at whatever tormented me at night. But I got to find him in the middle of that. And so it was super cool to like deepen my relationship with him through a nightmare that prompted this whole thing. So it's really cool. Mm. And how long, about how long has this been happening as far as like finding Jesus in it and now getting more and more sleep? Uh, about going on a year now, almost okay. a year I've been in counseling and, and mm-hmm. doing this, but it, I mean, it's been a fight, but mm-hmm. I think it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So any big picture takeaways? Like anything that you want our listeners to really walk away with? Um, If I could say, if you didn't listen to this whole thing and you fast forward to the end, I would just say, bring people in close. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bring people in close and find who Jesus truly is. Question, but still bring people in close in the midst of questioning. Yeah. That's good. And what about you? I think Hannah said it really well. And the CPR, connection, connection, connection. Connect with others, bring people in close, connect with Jesus and find him in the middle of the the situation. You can't just wish it away. You can't just bury it. You can't just go around it. This stuff continues to come up because he wants to truly set us free. And then as we understand the psychoeducation that our brain really needs rest, and even in that word restoration, the foundation of that word is rest, that we have to rest then we establish in our routine really good, healthy parameters about what comes into our brain, what we do before we go to sleep, the caffeine intake, the blue light, all mm-hmm. of those kind of things. So I think these are really good practical applications of getting sleep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So thank you guys for listening. And thank you, everyone who's here for Relief from Darkness. And uh, it's been a great session. So just a quick reminder is, If you change your brain, you change your life. All right. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Next time. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Relief from Darkness podcast. If you would like more information or are looking for more resources to help overcome the topics we've discussed here, please visit the No Boundaries International website at www.nbint.org, where we have a free e-course titled Journey of Restoration. And be sure to please leave us any comments or reviews as this will help get our content out to more listeners. We're praying for you guys and we will see you next time.